0: Good morning, happy Monday. Good morning, Jorge. How you doing? I'm doing great. We are two weeks from Christmas. Wow, it's right, two weeks from today.
1: Yikes, so next week is our season finale. Yes. All right, So and we'll, we'll go on a little hiatus there. And uh, you ready for Christmas? No. Neither am I. Is anyone? I was surprised. <laughs> I texted your wife on, on, on Saturday, and you the know, we three of us were sending texts on Saturday. Were you Christmas shopping with her? No. Oh, she was Christmas shopping by herself. No, she took Lexi. Okay. Who goes to Who goes to malls in this day and age of Amazon? And I mean, I guess if you want, need, want clothes, I guess, but...
0: Well, she she was going, you know, like all things. She was going to do one thing and then ended up doing
1: multiple. It, it's like going to Target. You you go to buy one thing and you end up buying $100 worth of things exactly. that you don't need. Yep, that's exactly you what that was. something in the air there. But
0: I, 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 it was, was supposed to be, I'm going to go buy a birthday gift for a party today. Oh. And then it turned into...
1: I, I spoke with a lot of people who were shop who were out shopping on Saturday. I was like, people still do that with Amazon, know, last with time everything online. Stepped London?
0: in an actual store.
1: Uh, no, I I remember. I mean, I know in the last time I stepped in an actual store, does Walgreens count? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, there, 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 there's a cheap bottle of wine there on the on the on the shelf. Let me let me get that while I'm at it. Uh, not for, it wasn't a gift for anyone. I'm father's not that cheap. Okay, but uh, walked into a mall. Yeesh. I think last summer, I, I accompanied. No, my but she wasn't at a mall. Okay, I accompanied my parents. She was at Target. To, well, there you go. <laughs> I accompanied my parents to Dolphin Mall because during the summer they they walk at least two miles every day. They walk inside the mall, which is pretty pretty good, and great people watching. Yep. You know, but that was I think that was in June, July. I think last time I stepped into Mall at Target, I don't remember the last time I did that. But uh, it, it's interesting because sometime last week I did preach something about. You know, we spend so much time, you know, running around and, and listen, now that we have online, everything is easier. But I remember 20, when not Amazon was just books and DVDs, and oh, not i not not remember all, that. Oh yeah. No, I, there, there's a, every year when Amazon's anniversary, they put, they, somebody tweets out the, what the first page looked like, you know, 25,000 books yep. or something like that. Um, and it was just it was like a library, a bookstore. You go yep. in there and, and get your and get the book that you need.
0: I found my first order. I think it was twenty sixteen.
1: Your first order? No, I
0: get, I could go back I could go back to two thousand. No, it's gotta or, be it's gotta be earlier than that. No, it's gotta be early, it was college books. So yeah,
1: exactly. So but I but I remember before the time of Amazon is when you did have the Black Friday you'd have yep. everybody running around. Yep. And you there was mad traffic and and you couldn't park in a in a in, in a in a mall and mm-hmm. everybody and it was easier to preach back then about consumerism because everybody was out there. Now with three clicks, you're done with your Christmas shopping, yep. more or less. Um, but consumerism, it, it it just it destroys us. It,
0: it just it. Uh, it oh, no, two thousand one.
1: Two thousand one. I, I get that. Two thousand one. You, you can go back. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna scroll <laughs> through my phone. I, I, I could if I scroll through my phone and look at my Amazon history, it would be embarrassing. And Horace is nodding his head too. It would be embarrassing. Some of the stuff. For lack of a better word, uh, uh, a
0: bunch of philosophy books there. A bunch of
1: philosophy books, yeah. Uh, you know, know. Being from in those, Time on those
0: lovely days of seminary.
1: Used books, of course. Of course, we had to buy them. Well, the vocation office paid for them, but I mean, back then, uh, but Amazon it, it helps out. It helps out so much, and it helps. I know it helps your family out a lot too. So, um, yesterday we had second Sunday of Advent. We had a, as every every weekend of Advent here, we have something going on. Last week we had catechumens and, and seminarians here. Uh, yesterday we had all the pilgrims from the March for Life that were here um, as they're going, as they're prepared for going next month uh, with Jorge and I to the March for Life on December, on December, on December January uh, 18, 19, and 20. Um, so they came and, and we had these beautiful readings, great imagery. There's always great imagery when you're talking about Isaiah. And you had... John the Baptist saying prepare the way of the Lord make straight his path now the imagery that was used yesterday by Isaiah you know you know basically it's something we hear every Advent. you know bring you know lower bring down the mountains raise up the valleys make straight a, a highway if you will I made the analogy It's like we need Jesus to have a straight highway and used the analogy it's like you know we can't have clutter it's like going you know last week was our basil it's it's done right Think so. Okay, good. Uh, yes, last <laughs> I year I got Art Basel. I don't, Basil, pay, I don't and, pay attention, <laughs> and neither do I. But but it, I, you do pay attention when you're stuck in traffic. Because last year I tried to get to the art Center yep. for a Broadway play, and and it took me forty five minutes to get there when it usually takes me twenty minutes. It's yep. like, yikes! So you can't have traffic. Sin is that traffic. Sin are, sin it creates those obstacles that hinder. Not that it hinders the Lord. The Lord could do what He wants, but it hinders us from encountering the lord from connecting to the lord from basically you know allowing the lord to do his thing this christmas you know last week we talked about grace you know we talked about hope we talked about you know how we need to allow the grace of god to transform our hearts but now we need to allow the lord to come into our hearts by by taking out the obstacles so we can encounter him in a more real way this Advent season. And and so that imagery should be with us as we prepare, I, and I preached about this this morning at the morning mass, as we prepare to make our Advent confession. Now that we're, as he opened the broadcast, saying we're two weeks away from Christmas. you know. So make sure it is passed. We need to allow him to come in. And then there was something that and I pointed out to the to the people as I was preaching that 1030 Mass with, you know, all the young people that were there for um we're taking about sixty uh sixty pilgrims over to, to DC for the March for Life, that you know, when we what what John the Baptist and where Isaiah were doing was uncomfortable for them and for the people who were hearing it. And I started off my homily by saying Christianity, and this is kind of like a duh statement, duh. Christianity is not easy, because we are constantly espousing for virtues that the world rejects, we believe things that the world rejects, and these are the things that Isaiah and John the Baptist, and then St. Peter, to a certain extent in the second reading yesterday, were saying, these are the things we need to do. Repent was John the Baptist's word yesterday. Repent. He preached repentance. Repent means do this again. Pent means, you know, think about what you're doing. What are you doing that that is hindering your relationship with Jesus Christ? So these are uncomfortable things. You're uncomfortable truths. And what the young people that were in front of us are doing by their example and by their witness, going up to Washington to march against abortion, that's not popular with kids their, their age. You're not popular with kids that are older than them. That's not popular with many people in society. Because of the lies they're being fed, from left and right, and so yes, I know what I just said, okay? And what they're doing should make them uncomfortable. What we espouse, what we believe, should make them uncomfortable. In fact, if they go, and that and that was a point of my homily yesterday, if they go. Even met, most of them go to Catholic schools. Even in Catholic schools, they go and say, listen, I'm going to the March for Life. It will offend young people around them. And I said, good. Yep. You should offend.
0: Yeah, You know, the, the irony is the theme of this second week is peace. And I think we get caught up a little too yeah. often in that's going to make me uncomfortable because we're thinking in terms of what's immediately before me. Right? What are people going to think? What are people going to say? How is this going to affect me? Uh, you know, I'm going to get criticized. I'm going to get mocked. And yet, when we live our faith authentically, yes, we're going to be ridiculed. We're going to be mocked. We know this. Jesus told us. But we're also going to be overwhelmed with peace. Yeah. Because, because we're not, if we really get it, we're no longer seeing things as the world sees it we're going to see things as god sees it and yet, and we, we think of you know the, the early days of the church the apostles who were being martyred who were, who were being tortured you know who were being ridiculed who were being mocked and yet scripture tells us they rejoiced you know, they rejoiced that they that they would suffer be, at the name of the lord and and that's a piece that makes no sense you know that that's a that's a story that we we read it and we say what how you know, and yet it's that interior peace that the lord brings us when we live the way we're supposed to
1: would you say that when we're marching down with a sea of humanity down constitution avenue towards congress and the supreme court that there is a sense of peace absolutely. in what we're doing
0: absolutely absolutely yeah and there's I want to say there's a comfort in numbers.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mentioned. You know, that.
0: obviously, you know, if if you're the, the sole voice, you know, marching down Constitution <laughs> Avenue with, at a pro choice uh, rally, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there that's going to be a little uh, a lot different, you know. So there there's comfort in numbers, but beyond that, you know, when you look to your right, and there's a youth group praying a rosary, you know, or you catch up to us to a group that's walking a little bit slower because. You know, they're praying the Divine Mercy Chaplet, we're singing song, you know, right? or singing a song, or singing a song, or banging a drum, or you know, starting a cheer. Yeah, and then all of speaking of cheers, is just out of nowhere you get this kind of cheerleader. Yeah, you know, motto going. <laughs> you passed
1: by a sorority that came from Catholic yeah. <laughs> from a Catholic <laughs> university in North Dakota. What was what, there was a there was a college from North Dakota last yep. year that I'd never and heard they of. Had
0: a huge contingent. Yeah, and was, they had a huge contingent. I'm like, what, who, who'd
1: who'd want to go to school in North Dakota? But you know. Apparently it's a good school, yeah. but,
0: but you know. But you encounter these groups and and you you see your faith alive, and I don't want to say you forget what you're doing, because obviously we're, we're very cognizant of why we're there and and what we're saying and what we're doing, what we're standing up for. But it just becomes, I'm I'm just doing what I'm supposed to be doing, and and you don't think twice. You know, you don't you don't stop and say, oh man, if I take another step, I'm gonna be ridiculed. I'm gonna be mocked. You know, if I post a picture. I'm not going to get the no, the number of likes that I would like that I would normally get.
1: There, there is peace in knowing that you are doing the will of God. Whether you are marching for life, whether you're on the streets of Miami doing yep. stations across the Saint Augustine leads every uh, every Lent from Saint Augustine to La Mida. Uh, th- whether you're serving in a soup kitchen, whether you're you know
0: doing whatever it is that you do, just just having a difficult conversation, right? I mean, you know, how many times have you and I had Beesh. these crazy days of just parish life at its at its yeah. not its finest?
1: Jorge and I could do four episodes on just last week alone.
0: <laughs> yeah, but we finished it. We finished the day. We're exhausted. We're beat. We you probably want to strangle a few people, but we sit back and we say, "Man, we did a good thing today."
1: We say that a lot.
0: Yeah, and it's not you know pat myself on the back. It's we we meditate on the day, you know, we reflect on the day, we thank the Lord for doing His thing, and we realize, man, that was hard, that was difficult, that was exhausting, and yet I'm going to sleep really good tonight, not because I'm tired, but because I'm at peace.
1: I, I was as George was talking, I was scrolling through an Instagram account because there is a. A parishioner who is—I uh, don't—I don't want to say what she does for a living. I mean, not, she doesn't do anything sinful. I, <laughs> let me, let me, let me restart that. You know. Anyways, she is like a lot of our parishioners. She, uh, you know, you could say lawyers and these judges and 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 some doctors. You know, live in a world where values that run contrary to Christianity are prevalent, and where she works right now. The views that she espouses about pro life, you know, are, are would be totally rejected, and she could get, you know, rejected because of that. And I remember that when she re- when she was in youth group and 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 um, went on the first march for life, she posted very proudly, you know, a, a picture of holding up the sign "We are the pro life generation." And I remember telling her never take that down, especially with the job that you have. Yep. Because and it can get you in trouble, but the Lord has got your back, and there and like we were saying, there's peace. And so I don't know why I decided to scroll down there and see. Does she still have that picture up? She does. God bless her. And um, it is important because the world does not expect that of us. Like and even Father Manny was like, did she take that down? You know, and that's why I was scrolling when Jorge was talking. It's like, please, 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 so I can make my point. And I did. You know, she's very strong in that. God bless her. And, you know, we need to be very, very strong as well. And so yesterday during the homily, I, I, I made mention of, you know, we're going up there and we're basically calling authority, you know, calling out authority, the authority of Congress, the authority of the Supreme Court. For, for almost 50 years, we called out the Supreme Court for the... the the abomination that was Roe v. Wade, and it was reversed. Now we march around Congress saying, okay, now it's back in the legislative branch, so now it's up to you. And so we're calling out authority, and that's exactly what, Saint Mark does in yesterday's gospel. And it's not something that John the Baptist does. It's not something that, uh, that Isaiah does, but, Saint Mark, in his literary style, as he's Writing what is the first gospel, even though it's not, you know, in, in the order as the first one in the in the in the um, in the Bible, it was the first gospel written around the year seventy AD. John, excuse me, uh St. Mark starts off yesterday's gospel, starts out the entire gospel of St. Mark with these words. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And Bishop Barron preached about this yesterday, and you may be thinking, Okay, okay, Father, what why? Why? Why is that line important? Why is what? What's so big about that line? He's saying that all right. This is the beginning of the gospel. Yeah, but it's more than that. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Why is that important? And why does that fly in the face of authority? Why is that a subversive line? Because he's writing this in Rome, in this you know the seventh in the seventh decade of the first of the uh, of the first. Uh, century, and he's writing this while all his brothers and sisters are being persecuted, while so many brothers and sisters are being martyred, and he is saying this in Rome because Jesus Christ is the Son of God, but for the Romans, there's only one person who had that title, and that was Caesar, started with, with Augustus. Oh, the emperor, the mighty emperor is the son of God. But now he's saying, no, it's not the emperor who has the authority. No, it's Jesus Christ. Go back to Christ the king a couple weeks ago. It's Jesus Christ. So this is a very subversive line. Add add to what Isaiah is saying. Add to what Peter said in yesterday's magnificent second reading. Add to what John the Baptist is saying in the gospel. Add to all that this line that may be ignored by many because John the Baptist is shouting in the wilderness? You know, but here, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He is saying a truth that will offend people, that ultimately cost them his life, and he's doing this because this is the truth. And this is what ultimately will bring him peace as an evangelist. And so we need to stick to our truths, and our truth should be the Lord's truth, because so many times He said, oh, no, not that's my truth and your truth, and no, no. Yep. there's only one truth." The one who say, "I am the way, the truth, and the life." Yep.
0: Well, we saw it play out right in front of us as you caught yourself mid sentence yesterday, right? You, know, you said, "Oh, you know, there may be some in the crowd who are who don't agree with uh, you know, the church's what, what, church stance on abortion," and, and you started saying, yeah, "That's okay," and then I get, it. and you said, "No, no, 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 wait, wait, wait." No, it's, it's not.
1: not. Because the thing is, that how this is how we're conditioned. Yeah. We need to make everybody feel yeah. comfortable around us. When really, my friends, the gospel should not make you comfortable. The gospel should make you uncomfortable because, Jorge, I look at the gospel, and again, I preached about sin this morning, because Jesus Christ in this morning's gospel on Monday morning, second Monday of Advent, is the, the, the paralytic. And well, what does the paralytic have to do with sin? No, it's the paralytic. That says, you are freed from your sins. He doesn't release him from his paralysis. Right. He releases from his sin. So when you read the gospel, he says, Wow, I don't measure up. The gospel of, of uh, two weeks ago on, on Christ the King, Matthew 25, because I was hungry and you gave me to eat, and whatever, whatever, you didn't do to these little ones of mine, you didn't do to me. And I'm like going, wow, how many people have I ignored? How many people have been mean to? How many people have I offended? When you when you listen, when you read the Beatitudes. You go through all the eight beatitudes, I go, Do I measure up? When you look at the corporate works of mercy, when you look at the spiritual works of mercy, do I measure up?
0: And, and if, you read And if your answer is yes, then uh reread them.
1: <laughs> exactly. No, if your answer is yes, congratulations, you're in heaven. All right. Because even the greatest saints in the church, yep. they were like called themselves the greatest sinners. You look at Francis, you look at Thomas Aquinas, you look at Mother Teresa, you I mean. You look at throughout history. You look at St. Paul. Calls himself an abortion. Okay, St. Paul. Yes he, yes, he committed grave sins. Ordered the execution of many Christians before his conversion. But after his conversion, even still, called out his sin. Called out that thorn, which nobody knows what it was. That thorn on his side. I'm like an abortion. In the eyes of God, you know, it, and it was very harsh. But the gospel is not supposed to make you uncomfortable. It is supposed to offend the world. Jesus tells us, and we've said it so many times in this podcast: the world hates you. Remember, it hates you first. They hated me first. Jesus said. And I mentioned, you know, it's it's interesting to mention a cross during Advent because we're all focused on the manger. But when Jesus says to us, and it's not a suggestion, it's a command, whoever wishes to follow me must take up his cross daily and follow me. I believe it's the second or third Gospel of Lent. Um, That's a command that this is going to be difficult, that we are not going to make people happy, that we are not going to win popularity contests because of our Christianity. And even... As I was preaching yesterday, and I'm glad you caught that—that <laughs> that I was like I was trying to play nice, yep. and I go, no, I can't play nice because I and I said it because you cannot water down the gospel, bishops of Germany. Uh you can't. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I say that? I'll edit that out. Uh, you can't. No, I'll I'll
0: I'll talk about it
1: because this is something that oh George is like oh yeah we go
0: <laughs> here we go ding ding we're off and running now well, you said let's go get in trouble so let's do it <laughs> yeah
1: father andrew and i and father andrew has hotter takes than me and listen we can't water down the gospel in the name of mercy let me repeat that to use a, a barren trope we cannot water down the gospel in the name of mercy Mercy is important. We, the two men sitting at this table recording, rely on God's mercy every day. We would, you know, be in a ditch without it. But, you know, Father Andrew and I talk about it a lot, how the bishops of Germany are trying to conform the church to the world when it's the world that should be conforming to the church. Because Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And later on in the Bible, in the letter to the Hebrews, we read Jesus the Christ is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. And there's a great line that follows that verse. Do not be carried away with all kinds of strange teachings. Whenever, the reason I know that line by heart is that whenever we celebrate a pastor of the church, a bishop, you know, this, uh, this Thursday we have St. John of the Cross, we read that reading. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, day, and forever. Do not be carried away with all kinds of strange teaching. So, you know, what our brothers in Germany are trying to do for, in the sake, in the name, and, and they do it in the name of mercy. And, and I understand that what they're trying to do is to bring people back into the church. Great. But the thing is, people come to the church for stability. People come to the church because it is built on the rock that is Peter. And if you defy Peter, as many have, whether you are, and I hate using political terms, whether you are on the right or on the left, when you defy Peter and go outside the bark of Peter, you will get in trouble. Not with us, but with the man who founded the church on the rock that is Peter. So, let's get in trouble.
0: (laughs) You know? You know, we've... Wrestled infinite amount of times, you know, about how do we fill the churches? You know, how how do we fill our church? You know, how do we how do we get our pews to capacity? You know, attendance this week was low. Attendance that week was higher. We compare to last week. We compare to last year. And the answer to that question is ultimately always the same, and it's really beyond our control because it's the truth that's going to bring people back home. You know, the the truth itself is attractive, mm-hmm. you know, and there's. You can't sugarcoat. You sh- you can't sugarcoat the truth. The truth is the truth, you know, and when you preach it, and when you teach it, and when you live it, it's going to do what it's supposed to do. Yeah, you know, there was a, a great uh, tweet thread this morning by J.D. Flynn, one of the one of the guys who runs the Pillar. It's great news service and, and we, podcast. We encourage
1: you to subscribe
0: yes. to it because they're doing they incredible, are phenomenal guys,
1: incredible journalistic work. And and go to the Pillar. Pillar Post—it's not the pillar.org. I forget what it is. I'll look it up while George is giving his point. <laughs> you
0: know, but he—he he went on his whole thread this morning, a little tweet storm, if you will, about his upbringing as an evangelical Christian, and and ultimately he poses the question: "You know, how did I become Catholic?" And and the answer that he that he came to, and the answer that he provides and, and shares with the world is, it, it boiled down to sin. To him, him viewing himself as a sinner, and the evangelical church that he was attending, you know, would was telling him, you know, if you are truly saved, you will not sin anymore. And yet, he found himself continuously falling Oof. into the same trap of sin. So, so the question for himself internally was, if I'm saved, as as this church is teaching me, and I'm supposed to no longer sin, but I keep sinning, then am I really saved? You know. So, what he found in the church in the Catholic Church was, Yes, we we are sinners and we will continue to sin, but we have this sacrament of reconciliation. Yeah, where where we can repent, be absolved, try better. Yeah. And it's was, it was the truth of the church mm-hmm. saying, What you are doing is a sin, and I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. But we're gonna we're gonna walk together, we're gonna help you out. You know, we're gonna journey together as as brothers in faith. Yeah. That truth spoke to him and brought him home hmm. you know, and if we would have if the church would have watered it down and said, "No, nah, don't worry about it, it's fine. you know, the Lord understands there's all sorts of explanations for why you did what you did loopholes and gray areas then what are we doing? What are we doing? Would he really experience mercy? Would he really experience true mercy true mercy yeah. would he experience salvation or would he just continue making excuses for himself his entire life and never discover not just the truth of Jesus but the beauty of Jesus Christ and the beauty of the church
1: and people and we hear this every time we have catechumens what and, draws them to the church it's the stability it's this this beauty that they cannot get anywhere else you know beauty is truth and truth is beauty that they find peace here, that they find a moral compass, where everywhere the compass is moving in every single different direction, but our compass is always facing north, and north is Jesus Christ, pointing towards the cross. And during Advent, obviously, it's pointing us towards a manger where we find a humble God, where we find a poor God, where we find a God who is living in squalor, and that story does not change. I remember years ago, you know, you and I like Aaron Sorkin does tremendous TV work with Aaron, you know, did West Wing, did The Social Network, A Few Good Men, et cetera. Very little known show that he wrote right before The West Wing in the late 1990s it was a sitcom called Sports Night. And, uh, it was very good, a little highbrow, but it was based off, you know, like a Sports Center type show and, and, the, and the machinations behind it. And it was very well written, it was great, you know, it was, it was funny. And, they did a Christmas episode and the one of the sports anchors you know, they were doing a Christmas Eve episode and they were like, hey, what are you doing tonight for Christmas? I'm going to Midnight Mass at St. Patrick's Cathedral. And go, why are you going to Midnight Mass at St. Patrick's Cathedral? You're not Catholic. Well, they put on a good show. I'm like, I was, okay, you could take certain offense to that. But the thing is that people know okay. that if you go to St. Patrick's Cathedral you're going to get an uplifting worship experience. When you go to Midnight Mass, or you, we went to uh, a year ago this this mm-hmm. week, we went to uh, Mass at, at St. Patrick's Cathedral. It was uplifting, it was moving. It is timeless, it is eternal. And so even if you're not Catholic, and I've had people walk into my church who are not Catholic, who are uplifted, yep. but, you know, like, come to our funerals because a friend of their, theirs died, or come to our weddings because a, wedding, a, a friend yep. of theirs is getting married, and they are uplifted by, you know, Louis singing the Ave Maria, or Rosa singing the Ave Maria, or somebody, or, or the incense, or, or something. There is a timelessness and something eternal because what we are doing speaks of the eternal. So we, of course, that beauty calls to the very heart.
0: And so, and it's not a shallow feel good. It isn't. You know, which you know, as as we lead into, kind of. Look ahead to next Sunday, you know, Gaudete Sunday, joyful Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, where where we kind of turn a, the theme, the the feeling of Advent, you know, it takes on a the tone, takes mm-hmm. on a, a much right. more joyful tone uh spirit because we're getting a little bit closer. You know, there's it's deep. It's not this shallow kumbaya, let's hold hands, everything's okay, feel good.
1: Which we've done as a church yep. and it didn't work. Yep. People left more. Yep. And so During Advent, you know, my last my last sentence, as as we were as I was talking about, and doubling down on how our actions as Christians can be seen as offensive to others, and so my last sentence was: so this week for Advent, you know, offend someone with your Christianity. Let's go deeper on that because it's not just being offensive for the sake of being offensive; it's saying that you know, let me do something that may get me in trouble or may not somebody else may not like, which could be something as simple as a smile. If you have a very serious job yep. and you walk in with a smile, we're oh, smiling. Yep. You know, I know doctors and nurses who deal with critical cases, life, you know, saving surgeries or things that they have they walk in with a smile because they can't get caught up in the in, in the seriousness of the matter because they need to be loose. They need to be sharp. They need to be so, somebody may crack a joke yep. when you least expect it. Uh, let me give you, you know, let me give you a, 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 a an inside baseball thing here as, I'm, as I was holding a baseball a little while ago. Uh, remember one of my first times ever riding a hearse early on in, in ministry uh, going to a burial. The chauffeur was playing salsa music in the in the hearse. <laughs> he can't kick. Listen, he does this several times a day every single day and I realized... He can I mean, yes. I mean, was it disrespectful? Maybe, yes. Okay. Usually it doesn't happen. Usually uh, we're talking, but I didn't judge him. This man does this every day. It's a very morbid yep. profession, literally. Yep. Okay. But so when you go out, you know, just a smile can throw somebody off. Yeah. Just doing an act of kindness yep. can throw somebody off. But this is what we are called to do as Christians. Yep. This is how we're supposed to live our life every single day. So why aren't we doing it? Why are we offending more people with our Christianity? Because we want to be liked, Father. Ah, oh, that's the thing. <laughs> you know, I came to terms a very long time ago, and it's and it's still something I'm, I'm I struggle with as a priest. You know, I know that I'm not going to be popular. I have thirty five hundred families in my parish. I have nine hundred twenty kids in my school. The decisions that I make. Even trivial ones. Yep, you know that the branch of a Christmas tree. Especially, Jewish.
0: especially the trivial ones. Those are usually the
1: <laughs> that I'm not going to be that, liked that because caused of it caused
0: the most noise.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to be liked, and that's fine with me. There's only one person yeah. that I need to like me, and that's the guy hanging on the cross, my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You know, because at the end of the day, he's the one, and at the end of my life, he's the one that I have to answer to that we all have to answer to.
0: Now, I want to I want to before we uh, transition over to the second segment here. I know it's it's Advent is not Lent. This is something you did for Lent, but since the theme of this week has been, you know, peace and let's let's be authentic essentially. You know, let's live our faith out loud in people's face you know, unabashedly. You gave up social media for Lent. Well, that was years, ago. years ago. Right. And you haven't gone back since.
1: Well, my Yeah. You know, more or less. You know,
0: I mean you you glance at every once in a while, but as far as posting, you know, On all, Instagram, yeah. How freeing was that? Oh, totally. For you not just not just as a priest, but as a human being. A human being yeah. As a man. Because now you're not getting caught up in yeah. you know, let me post this so that I get the to you know how many people are looking at me, how many people are liking this. You know, how freeing was that? Right.
1: You you get a rush from and, and obviously, I, I still am active on Twitter. I'm not as active as I used to be, but um, on Twitter or X or whatever it's called. And um, but you don't you don't li- you don't go on it to say, "Oh, how many people like this?" Or you know what? Well, whereas on Instagram or on even on Facebook, you everybody you know gets a rise out of you know. Oh wow! Look at this! Look at this. I posted this picture. I never forget. I posted a picture with Dan Marino. Okay. Oh, my God, everybody liked it. Everybody commented on it, and, and that was great. I worked with Dan Marino once upon a time, all right? And whenever I would post pictures when I was on the road with the dog, oh, great post, but I would post something, you know, for Advent. And one time I lamented, and I'm like, man, I wish. I did lament this online. Right. I wish my post about the Lord would get as many likes yep. and comments as my posts about the Miami Dolphins. So... It is freeing that I don't have to worry about that. It was freeing that I wasn't aware of the day-to-day going-ons in my friends' quote-unquote lives. But it, you know, and but it did kind of like rankle me whenever something important happened in somebody who I thought was close to me and oh, they didn't tell me about this. It, it's petty, I know. So. Uh, now it's like, for example, Instagram. I I went, I react. I had my Instagram deactivated for about two years, and I reactivated in July when I thought Twitter was dead. We all, when you know, when they had that, what was it, uh, <laughs> a post limit or something like that? What it was that Elon put that didn't last. Um, so I let me reactivate because you know, so I could stay connected. Oh my god, I have to stay connected. How what you know? How am I get? Now I haven't posted anything on on Instagram, but I do check it now every kind of every day, not as often as I used to. But I go through it and I have seen, oh my goodness, uh, the student of mine had a baby. I didn't know she had a baby, or I didn't know that this person got right. married. And, you know, but it did help me to reach out to people in a more authentic way, which is picking up the phone and calling them, even just sending a text, just a little simpler. Right. But it is freeing to say, Jorge, I haven't talked to you in a while. How are you?
0: And I want to pose that question because. We post what people what we want people to see. Yeah, uh-huh. you know, we post what we know is going to get the likes and the comments and the the eyeballs. And we don't post the difficult, stuff. The, the hard stuff. Right,
1: you like know. the post I said earlier, that young lady. Yeah. I am the pro life generation. Yeah.
0: We don't we don't post you know, but even that. I mean, yeah, we we you could just say, you could justify it saying you know the it'll it'll rankle some people, it'll upset some people, but you know it's not. It's not a negative thing that's happened to me, you know. Right. Sometimes, you know, a tragedy happens to us, or, or we're stuck in the mud, or you know, we're going through a rough patch, you know, in our life, in our marriage, in our job, whatever. And oh, I don't want anyone to see that. I don't want anyone to know about that.
1: But there are people who who sometimes over post. Oh, they they do, and they, they post do. about their tragedies and, for you know.
0: sure. You know, but we post what we want people to see. You know, and and what I'm getting at is that is inauthentic. No, that it's is not. A, yeah, yeah totally. that's, a, that's an inauthentic world, you know. And just posting a controversial photo, you know, because you said let's offend someone with our Christianity, you know, that's not going to do anything.
1: Yeah, because not. because
0: it has to be has to be an action, unauthentically yeah. lived Christianity that's going to quote unquote offend people.
1: And you know,
0: people died
1: back. in... In the first, second, and third centuries, because they were offending people because of their Christianity, we can never forget that the faith that you and I take for granted, the faith that you know, I always, you know, always rail about this. That sometimes we 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 recite the creed very inauthentically on Sunday when it's a creed that people died over. And Or and I took this, this when we we took church history in seminary that people died over mere words, yep. were killed over mere words that they defended or didn't defend at ecumenical councils. It was crazy.
0: Or, you and know, bishops threw punches over. A- yes.
1: Like, what's going on with bishops today? This is tame. This is tame. No one's shooting anybody. Go I mean, look up St. Nicholas. Well, go, go look up St. Nicholas. I mean, they didn't shoot anybody back then, but I'm saying nobody <laughs> nobody decapitated anybody or, or, or sliced anybody up. But these hard truths... People died over these truths. People died because they were offensive to the Roman Empire. Because they were a threat.
0: Uh, it, did it, you notice the creed this Sunday at ten thirty? What about because you creed? didn't? You didn't say it into the microphone.
1: I did not. So no, you could
0: I, you could hear the people saying it.
1: I could hear it. no, but I always hear the people saying.
0: But I don't know. Maybe it was just me then, because you weren't on the microphone. And I wasn't getting it out of the speaker, but right. it sounded. A little bigger, a little bit louder, and a little good. more uh, with a little more conviction behind it. It good. was
1: that's was good. No that one, cool. but I did. But I did. No, I did notice that. Um, I I, li- I like to you know I say the creed mainly to keep the cadence of the yeah. creed with the people. But notice that I never say the Our Father out loud because it uplifts me when I hear yeah. the people say it. Yeah. It when that roar of the Our Father in our church is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. But, but I noticed it this weekend yeah. with the creed, and that
0: was impressive.
1: So when it comes to the the hard truths of our faith, my friends, it's important to defend them because people died for them. Because people gave their life joyfully for this gospel. Because they would not water down their faith. They would not, you know, you know, would not acquiesce to whatever the world is telling them, you, do this. Whether it be apostasy, whether it be you know, when you look at the at, at the virgin martyrs, Saint Agatha, Saint Lucy, Saint Cecilia, Saint Felicity, Saint Perpetua, you know, a lot of them, you know, want you know, they would not give up their virginity. Saint Maria Goretti, because they were spouses of Christ, even though it said, "Oh, I have to do is you know marry this," and they and it's not like just not not sleeping with it, marry this person. In some in some of their cases, no. And it costs them their life. So as we continue our Advent journey, there's so many things that we need to put aside so we can focus on the one necessary thing, who is Jesus Christ. And we need silence. And as Jorge said, the second uh, candle represents peace on the Advent wreath. We need that piece. I was just thinking, I and I was thinking about it this morning as I was shaving. Uh, shaving thoughts. Um, I really have. I, I've heard "All I Want for Christmas Is You" several times, but I have not heard one or played in my uh, in my room or in my office. Have not played one religious Christmas song. No, Holy Night. No, Joy to the World. No, uh, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. None. I, I'm like, and I'm and he said. So only two weeks away. Yep. It sneaks up on us, doesn't it? Especially every, this year. <laughs> especially. But, no, but every year it sneaks up on us. So with two weeks left, there is a voice crying out in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord. That voice, the voice of John the Baptist, was offensive to so many, particularly the king's wife, and it cost him his head, but he was justified in the truth. So what are you doing to live an authentic Christianity? What are you doing to bring Jesus incarnate into the world because he has no hands and he has no feet other than yours? My friends, what are you doing this second week of Advent to prepare your heart for Christmas? yeah! Whoa! Whoa! We need a running back. Wow. That's your fiance's boy. Exactly. It's you a no-brainer. He's a Hall of Famer.
0: That guy just... No, but... Just... No. Get out of here. What was that last night? All right, what do you got, Father? Where
1: well, do you want to start? Oh, we're doing sports. I'm sorry. I'm like, are we still doing the Advent <laughs> segment? Or we this? We're doing sports now. All right. Because
0: um, Dolphins don't play till tonight, so. They
1: play tonight. Monday Night Football. I'm excited. I mean, I'm, Monday Night growing up, I don't know if you have this sense. Monday Night Football, and the Dolphins run quite a bit. It was exciting. It was like, wow, we're, we're the only game in town. Well, now they do. It, this is one which, of the week two. But whatever. They'll be watching ours because we're more entertaining than the Packers and yeah. the Giants. But um, there, I, I am a little, I am a little fearful this morning because yesterday was just absolute chaos. The last in the two NFL.
0: weeks have been topsy turvy. All right,
1: um, how's, that, how's that pick them? Shut
0: up. How's that pick them?
1: Uh, Jorge <laughs> caught up to me yesterday because after I made some bold picks.
0: So after one p.m. late, father was up by three games. By
1: three games,
0: and he let me know about it. Yes, I did. And where'd we end up on the day, Father?
1: Heading you, you into and Monday I are night? Tied for uh, second place. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> but that you said that if I we would be tied at some point yesterday, <laughs> Miss Betty is one game ahead of us. One game ahead. Um so yesterday we had such craziness. Uh I only won six games. Excuse me, five games. Ashley, God bless, I'm looking at it right now, did great. Yep. But there
0: was some crazy games yesterday. No, oh, but Ashley's Ashley's uh strategy lately has just been go with the underdog which is what worked yesterday just go for total chaos (laughs) you know
1: you can't trust with the falcon you can't trust i picked the chargers why do i pick the chargers you can't trust the chargers and now herbert's out for the rest of the year now watch them go on a run
0: i know we we should have known on thursday when pittsburgh went down we should have known it was going to be a a weird week
1: new england where did that come from they scored 21 points in the first half and that's that's all they needed because Pittsburgh's offense is terrible. Terrible. Uh, the Bears beating the Lions, who everybody was anointing a couple weeks ago until Thanksgiving, that Thanksgiving debacle against the Packers. Jets hung 30 points on the board. Yes, it was against the Texans, but the Texans have been playing pretty good and we're in playoff position. Okay, the Browns beating the Jaguars. Jaguars now lost back-to-back games. When, if they would have won on Monday night against the Bengals, they would have been the first seed in the AFC. Yep. That's why it's important. The Dolphins win. And how about that barn burner in Vegas? Ooh. It was 0-0 until the two-minute I couldn't keep, up. Two I couldn't minute keep warning. up with the points. Until the two-minute warning. <laughs> Father Andrew told me it was the lowest scoring indoor game in NFL history. It made Iowa's coaches very proud. Uh, there, there's so many, but there, there's two games I want to highlight. Obviously, the Cowboys slacking the Eagles. Eagles back-to-back. Cowboys... I don't tr- I picked the Cowboys. You picked the Eagles. I don't trust the Cowboys. I mean, sorry, no, other otherwise. way around. I picked the Eagles. You picked the Cowboys because I don't trust the Cowboys. Trust them now, and now I'm a little worried as it come in here on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Okay, game starts during the vigil mass. Um, and then you saw the ending of the Bills Chiefs game. Um, uh, Travis Kelsey was a play for all time. Yep, got a catch down the middle. Realized that somebody was streaking through it to him. And everybody mentioned, and Father Andrew, I mean, somebody mentioned, in honor of Frank Wycheck, who passed away yesterday, Frank Wycheck, the, the one who passed the ball, yeah. to Kevin Dyson in the Music uh, Music City Miracle. I, I know these names from the top of my head. It's useless information, Father Manny. Um, not useless, but rest in peace, Frank Frank Wycheck. But it would have been a great homage. I don't, I'm yeah. sure he didn't do it because of that. I'm sure because he's he getting tackled, and he sees somebody streaking towards yep. the end zone. Oh, let me just fling it. Mm-hmm. You know, Kelsey was a high school quarterback. And, you know, Taylor Swift, excuse me, Golden Globe nominated this morning. Taylor Swift, you're welcome, Izzy, uh, was in the stands watching this. And Tommy was offsides. Jorge, how many times have you seen the offense? Offense called for offsides. Not often. Apparently, according to uh, whoever the, uh, Terry McCauley, who was, Terry McCauley, who was the, rules expert for NBC Sports, said that apparently it's been called 11 times this year in the NFL. It's been a point of emphasis. But the thing is, you look at that replay, the guy is not just offside. He is blatantly offside. Yeah. He's hanging in the neutral zone. You look down the line, you can't see the ball because well, he's covering it.
0: And I know, I know that's, uh, it's been explained that way at an earlier game this year. So if that's the rule, that's the rule. And my question is, if Kelsey gets tackled at the twenty-four.
1: No one's talking about that penalty, but it was a, exactly. No
0: one cares. It was, okay, well, we'll try again.
1: Right, but it was such a
0: beautiful play. It was, <laughs> it was, but
1: and the guy's getting raked over. But the But guess
0: court. what? That flag, that flag, got thrown as soon as this ball was snapped.
1: And what do you say about the whining that Kansas City they no. should not throw that flag? Excuse me, how did they lose last week? No. Uh, who were they playing last week? I forget now. Uh, they, were, they were playing uh, whoever they were playing last week uh, that, that they didn't yeah, call they, the pass the, the interference. The so last week you wanted the flag to be th- and, and 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 Patrick Mahomes out there said "Let us play, let us play, don't throw the flag." But last week we were saying, "Yeah, they let you play." Yeah. It was Green Bay. Sorry, it was, it was yeah. Monday night. It was Green Bay, not Monday night, Sunday night. Yep. They let they didn't let you play last week, and you were and you yep. were going crazy because they, they they didn't call the flag, but yep. because they called the flag, this and he was blatantly yep. offside. But that was, if,
0: if it's a judgment call and the flag comes late, that's not a, judgment that's a call. but that was that, objective. Yeah. The ball is snapped. He throws the flag right away. He doesn't know what's going to happen five seconds no. later down the field. It happened
1: the moment the ball was snapped. So you know what? And the whining River. and the whining out of them, uh, you know, come on. And last week you wanted it, but now this week you don't want the flag called. It, come on. You've won two Super Go cry on some Lombardis. All right. Come on. <laughs> I'd, I'd kill for what you guys have gone through the last four years. God. All right. And then, you know, the rest of the slate like you said, we should have known it was coming when New England went into into Pittsburgh and and, and, and uh hung twenty one on Pittsburgh. But uh yeah, that it was just a crazy NFL weekend and I pray that craziness isn't going to tonight. Dolphins should take care of business. If they do, they're the number one seed. Baltimore. Man, the Rams. Yeah. And, and and listen. The Rams, they would have. They went in there and played an incredible game, and the Rams have picked up steam because Cooper Cup is back. Yep. And going to Baltimore, and, and listen, it's going to come down to this on New Year's Eve. How about this? The New Year's Eve, Miami goes into Baltimore, and the number one seed is going to be on, the, on line. the line. Yep. Now with the Chiefs beating, I mean, not beating the Bills, it makes you know we may have to delay our clinching the division uh, a week because if Bills have lost history, they would have been. Six and seven, and if we win today and win tomorrow. If we would have won today and won on Sunday, I believe we would have won. We would have clinched division on Sunday. I believe that can't happen now, but uh, I think so. uh Just take care of business and beat Baltimore in Baltimore. And Baltimore looks very beatable. It, our defense. everything saying our, the Dolphin defense is what's been carrying the day for the last month, and we Go got to keep
0: that. That's going. exactly what we're saying at the beginning of the
1: season, right? Yeah. Uh, at one o'clock yesterday, you were not watching professional football. I was not. What were you watching?
0: I was watching hockey. 5 2 win over the Blue Jackets. Yeah. Yep. Dirty Blue Jackets. You, why? They were dirty? Oh, man. Yep. There was an assault on the ice.
1: All right. That's enough Panther content. The Heat. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk more in May or in April and May when we're in the Stanley Cup playoff. Uh, the Heat. Oh, I don't get the Heat. Roller coaster. It's like they go up, they go on a 15-0 run, and then they, they give up a 15-0 run, and they lost to Cleveland in Max Drew's homecoming. This
0: is why they, I can't watch basketball until the last two minutes and why Izzy I don't was very pay attention until the playoffs.
1: She was she went to the game and was so disappointed.
0: It's just so frustrating. It's annoying to watch is it, what it is. It is. Kane's lost yesterday oops, to that. Colorado. I saw that.
1: Uh, so they'll probably uh, drop out of the polls. They're 15th right now.
0: I got one for you. Mm-hmm. How would you like to be paid $70 million a year to play a kid's game?
1: That's amazing. Seven hundred ten $700 million to be contract a, for Shohei Otani. To be a DH. Uh, is he in Toronto? He's not in Toronto. Okay, just checking. Because John Marossi, <laughs> I, I had two major blunders. I forgot what the other one was.
0: He's on a plane... To Heading Tor- to
1: Toronto. And and people in Toronto are going crazy. Yeah. People I read this morning, people actually put money on the Blue Jays to win the World Series. It's awful. Before the line changed when they announced it officially. That's awful. And Mali well, lost the money. So uh, now listen, if you listen, if you put money on Toronto, uh, which we don't endorse here on the podcast, but because you thought Otani was going and you got those good odds, and then uh, Toronto's a decent team. They could go to the World Series. Yeah. Why not? But uh <laughs> was... That was this crazy. This is
0: what journalism is so annoying right now. And, and it's, be, it's be fast. Try be first. to try. You have to be first. You don't have to be right. So you could literally throw something against the wall, and if it's sticks, say hey, you get to claim your credit. You were the first one to break it.
1: So congratulations to Shohei Otani for, for seventy million dollars. Somebody year. tweeted out this great stat yesterday. Congratulations to the IRS for yeah. signing a ten-year, three hundred sixty-four million-dollar contract <laughs> with the Los Angeles. Think about what we just read. Out of those seven hundred million dollars, because of
0: taxes, it, taxes federal taxes. income
1: taxes California and California state income taxes. taxes, and Lord knows that they have Los Angeles. I'm sure they do. Three hundred and sixty-four million dollars goes to taxes. That's great. Yikes. Uh,
0: he'd he'd be better off in Toronto.
1: And the Yankees? Can <laughs> I can, can I say something? Not to be outdone, the Yankees traded for a pretty good bat last week, which we didn't discuss because it happened during the week, not before last Monday. I and mean, it's the Yankees. I don't care. Okay, it's Juan Soto, and we got Alex Verdugo <laughs> from the Red Sox. Yeah, the Marlins made some news yesterday, a yeah, little bit we of got news. A,
0: we got a little. we got ourselves a catcher. We got
1: a catcher who's who's pr- pretty good arm, not pretty good, very good arm uh, behind the plate, a name which neither of us can remember right now. Chris, yeah, I was say John. There you go. Or he can remember. I Come kinda. on now. All right, so baseball. How long Hot before
0: door. we sign Randy or trade for Randy Rosarena? That would be great. Because Bendix is just bringing in his Tampa guys.
1: I would love.
0: That would be a great. He's brought in he's three Cuban. people. He's brought in three guys, yep. and they all have ties to the Rays. I am all so, about. I said, give me Randy. If
1: you can replicate the Rays model.
0: Can you imagine Randy or Rosarena here? That I'd would be, be glorious. He, he's, he is
1: a superstar. He's brash. Uh, not, not, not the annoying brash that Yasiel Puig was. But brings that Jose Fernandez energy. Him and Jazz him out and there. Jazz together. Woo. I would trade Jazz for him. I told you I put is on the. I would trade Jazz. No problem. No problem whatsoever. Uh, but yeah, seven hundred million dollars for a baseball player. That's um. That's uh. That's sick. I don't see that translating into an automatic World Series for the Los Angeles Dodgers because. Of this. And I railed about this two months ago. Because of how haphazard the postseason has become. Mm-hmm. The Dodgers were eliminated, I believe, in the wild card by the San, Di- uh, by the San Diego Potters. No, not the San Diego Padres By, by the, um, the National League team that went to the World Series. By the Ari- Arizona. By, by Arizona. Okay. And the Dodgers had a million game lead on Arizona. Yep. In the regular mm-hmm. season in that division something needs to be done. And if we had a commissioner who actually loved the sport, this wouldn't happen. Nope. I was ready to tweet that if, if Otani would went have to signed Toronto. Toronto because, you know, uh, you can't have Otani. And my apologies to any Canadians who may listen listening to us. And I'm sure Toronto is a lovely city. I've been very close to Toronto when I went to Niagara Falls. That's as close as I've been to Toronto. But um, you can't have your best player, you know, out there. And... Just the amount of movement that caused within sport. It yeah. happened, you know, while while football games were being played, and just amazing. Yep. Uh, speaking of football games, great Army Navy game. Great ending to the Army Navy. I know I you read about. It. I didn't. See it was a. It was. I. I had it. I had a goal line stand. And I. I go. I need to. Go, I need to go back and watch this nice. because that is that's a bucket list item for me to see to yeah. be in person for the Army Navy game because it's so beautiful while they stand in tension for the national anthem. The, that if you win, you sing second, and you know it's just. Your alma mater—they play both alma maters—and just—and and these are are, are the, the the young men and women, you know, who are defending our country, who are in the stands, are on the field, and it was just a great goal. I can stand. Doesn't matter what the records are; just throw them out. And Bowl season starts this week, and you ready for bowl season? You ready Let's for? Do it. Let's the, do it. The Poinsettia bowl Let's and the, do it. and the Poland weed eater bowl—that's that's an old one, you know. From the, when I'm they,
0: still trying to get bad boy mowers pinstripe bowl.
1: You got it right last week Yeah, a, we got to go,
0: you got to say it slowly though. Bad, oh, bad boy! I want to say how many times they they messed that up on the broadcast. I,
1: I have a very important question for you. <laughs> very important question for you, because you have tickets to this game. Is the Orange Bowl going to be played?
0: I don't think it is. Why? I I think both teams are uh, rightfully upset, and
1: no, 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 but no, not, not both teams.
0: Mainly Florida no, State. One te- one team, but I mean Georgia has a claim there too. Yeah, but th- the thing is that Georgia lost her last game. Florida State did not. But to drop to six?
1: That is that is bad.
0: To drop to six after being number one the previous week when the committee said, you are the best team in the country. And yeah. they lost a really good... Yeah. They lost by three in a yeah. really good contest.
1: and a, To a very good team.
0: At a, in, a, in, a cham- in a conference championship.
1: But again, we, we, I mean, I know we talked about it at Nod's and I'm sure people are tired of hearing about it, but if you put Georgia and... And, Atlanta, and Alabama the there, who do you put out? Texas?
0: Washington? Oh, because I, they played in the back 12? There's no easy... Uh, no, there
1: isn't. But that's where we're going to 12 next but year. I,
0: but no, I don't think that game's going to be played. I think they'll go through the... Really? They'll go through the motions and then... That would be... That would blow up the bowl
1: system as we know, which well, has already been blown up. Isn't that what they're trying to do? No, but there's two very different things you're talking about there. You're talking about the college football playoff and you're talking about... The the bowl system Yeah. that now mainly is just ESPN Yeah. that puts on these, to,
0: to put a made for TV event. Yeah. Cause the
1: Bahamas bowl, there's nobody in the stands, but Oh look, they're in the Bahamas that, yeah. you know, Western Kentucky yeah. playing and Appalachian you, And you State. don't think
0: FSU has a beef with ESPN just as much as they oh, do no. with CFP. I, I think that, this, I think FSU is out for blood ex, right ex, now.
1: Excuse me. Our governor right now yeah. is asking the legislature for money to sue. Yeah. E- to sue Disney. Cause who owns ESPN? Cause you know, he's ongoing beef with Disney. Oh because of this
0: i will be there for the glorious mayhem when the teams don't come out for kickoff
1: no no but you will know first of all if the teams don't play no if the teams don't play (laughs) that's not going to happen if the teams don't play i'm kind of rooting for it. you and i will be at a birthday party okay i want chaos Bring me chaos, but that's what that's what we want in college football. <laughs> and, and and don't you think number thirteen and fourteen and fifteen next year will be crying of because they course. didn't get into the playoffs? Because oh, the first two team, first two lost team in the playoffs. Well, it's going to happen. Wait until you get to your first three lost team. Yep. And the regular season is rendered mute because Notre Dame will be the first, or Alabama will be the first. Yep. Oh, Alabama under Nick Saban, they'll never
0: lose three games. Okay. New no. or the auto, the automatic bid to the best oh, Power Five champion. Unbelievable.
1: So you don't think it's going to be played? I don't think so. Interesting. They did have a press conference that was canceled, and everybody said it's not for insidious reasons. Mm-hmm. Okay? Listen, uh, okay. I, be- I believe that Greg Schiano and Mario Cristobal did their press conference for the Pinstripe Bowl. I'm not doing the sponsor. For the Pinstripe Bowl. Bad as, boy mower. As they were on the recruiting <laughs> trail, they did it over Zoom. Yep. And it went off Okay. You know they talked about how you know much respect they have for each other. They know each other. Sheana learned a lot from Cristobal, and the, it was great. So they couldn't jump on a Zoom call and do. I mean, I know it's the orange one. They probably had to fly down here because it's a New Year's Six Bowl. It's a big bowl. But oh well. Why are we talking about this? Give me chaos, Florida. It's Florida State. We don't. We don't care. We don't care. There was. There was some. You know dumb sports bit that I wanted to bring up and I forgot it now so I, let's just let's just close the 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 podcast um you know I I'm I need to go read who at the Golden Globe nomination are that came out this morning. I think Barbie had nine uh nine nominations that's all I read and that uh open Oppenheimer Day, neither movie which I've seen. So we'll, we'll get we'll we'll talk about that in February. All right folks, it's advent we have 2 weeks left for Christmas so uh, reminder, we have Advent Confessions, December 20th, and on the day before Christmas Eve, December 23rd, best of us, we have, air your grievances. That's, right. That's a good one. In the confessional. That's a good one. On December 23rd. So you have those there, two days. And there
0: are confessions this weekend, but, there are, but very come, limited. come with, pack your patience. Yeah,
1: because there's only two people, because you know, we have one of our parishioners being ordained a deacon, so most of our priests, including myself, will be there, uh, honored that I get to Vest nice. three uh, and nice. he'll be celebrating his uh, first mass as a deacon on Sunday at 10 30. We'll be preaching. I'm looking forward in pink to that. Uh, no, probably be in purple because oh, we don't like the deacon vest. Come on, no, it's his first mass. The same thing happened with Deacon <laughs> Alvarez, you know. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll see, but it'll probably be in, in purple. Oh, it's 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 an option, it's not something that I you, I usually wear. That. You know, I usually wear oh. it. Why give me grief about that? Uh, so. Also, bring blankets, bring toys for the kids, so many things going on. Go on our our website, uh, COTLF.org, to see all the things that are happening in Little Flower during this Advent season, but make time to do a good examination of conscience, make time to see where is it that I need to make some noise in my Christianity to live out what Jesus really wants us to be. How are you offending people through your Christianity? May Almighty God bless you, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.